Let's pray together for, for this celebration. Father in heaven, yeah, we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas so that we would know how much you love the world, that you would send your son to be the savior of the world, to reconcile men and women back to yourself, which was what we were created for in the first place. So Jesus, we love you. That's why we're here, because you did everything that was necessary to take upon our sin, forgive it completely, and reconcile us back to God, and now fill us with your spirit. And Lord, we celebrate these three new lives in you. God, we just pray that you would root and establish them in your love and in your truth. We pray that I thank you for the connections they're already making here. We pray, God, that they would know that they are loved not only by you, but by us as well. And we just thank you, God, that you're working. You are alive and well, and you're still drawing men and women to yourself. I pray, God, that even tonight, even tonight, may we know your love again in a fresh way. The only reason we're here, God, is because we want to meet with you. And I'm so grateful that you want to meet with us. You're present here tonight. And Lord, there's not any person who's in this room that it's an accident that they're here. And so I pray, Lord, that you would meet us, that you would speak to each one of us. Help us to find again, afresh, anew, the life that you've given us in Jesus. And we pray in his name. Amen. You know, in Romans 6, you guys, <clears throat> it says that we are actually baptized into Christ. Like this is the physical demonstration of a spiritual mystery. <laughs> in fact, Paul said the mystery that's been hidden for generations and ages has finally been revealed to us. And here's the mystery of God. It's Christ in you. That's the mystery. This is the mystery of what Christianity is all about. If you're here potentially just visiting and you, and you didn't know this, the baptism is an, it's an identification where it says we're baptized into Christ's death, which forgives us of all of our sin. But then when Jesus rose from the dead, he says, if we're baptized into his death, we're baptized into his resurrection. Jesus Christ, who died, who rose again, we are in him, it said, so we can live a new life. And one of the greatest things is that God has a new life for you and I to live. And so when we're baptized into Jesus, that means, man, we look at Jesus. And we're, as a church, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, hey, how do we follow him? How do we live in him and with him every moment today? And here's what, what's cool about Jesus. He actually came to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. That's why he taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus came to bring the very way of God. That's what the kingdom of God is. It's the bring the way of God that all of us can't wait to get to someday when we get to heaven. He says, I came to bring it here. And here's what's exciting. If I'm baptized into Christ and Christ is living in me, then I can bring the kingdom to earth too. And that was his plan. His plan was that every one of us that gets baptized, every one of us that puts their faith in Jesus would be unified with Jesus so that he could actually empower us to be able to live like him on this planet. That is super cool. You guys, that's what the church is for, man. We are here to love like he loved and to live like he lived. And so we've been in the series, today's the last day, and, um, called Unoffendable. 
Because Jesus, as I shared last week, he is the unoffendable man, right? He is the one who could not be offended. Come on, man. Can you imagine? I would love to watch Jesus live in our world right now. Because right now, everybody is so easily offended by things. But now, well, why is this so important? Why is this important? I, it's, it's, this is a huge issue for three things. It's huge for you and your life. It's huge for everybody around you that we learn how to be undefendable. And it's huge for Jesus. It's huge for God and for his glory. Let me just tell you why. Why is this huge for you? Because can you imagine being criticized, being accused, being rejected, not listened to, let down, devalued, however you want to say it? All of us experience that. Can you imagine that happening to you and you don't spiral down at all into anger or bitterness or defensiveness? Or maybe the other thing, you don't actually build up walls and shrink back and do self-protection and avoid people. You are unoffendable. Can you imagine how amazing that would be? Because again, when we lash out, when we're offended, or when we build walls, like I said last week, both of those things kill relationships. And Jesus is all about building relationships. So anyway, it's huge for you and for your own life to be free. Can you imagine? Just dream with me. You could do anything to me and I'm okay. That would be sweet. But it's also huge for everyone around you. It's huge for anybody who is offensive or who's offending you. Because their own sinful ways, whether they're judging or they're rude or it's pride or favoritism, you have a chance when you're unoffended by what they do to thwart that, to disempower it, to actually destroy it. The only way we stop the cycle of evil and of wickedness, of hatred and of hurting each other, the only way we do that is by being unoffendable. And the coolest thing is you can have a chance to set them free. So it's huge for you. It's huge for others. But guys, this is huge for Jesus. For Jesus, our creator and our savior. Because when we live in an unoffendable manner, it reveals the kingdom of God to the world. It gives us a chance to show the world what Jesus is actually like. Our lives have a chance to reveal his glory to the world. Can you imagine with me if there was unity amongst that we, that we, you and I could create a community that loves each other and that's unified in the midst of this world? That would draw people to Christ. So Jesus is the only one who's absolutely unoffendable. And when he gets to live his life through you and through me, he will use us to bring that love and that glory to the world. And the world needs this. So last week, my main phrase was, you can, and you were called to be unoffendable. And today, here's what I want you to go home with. And this is fascinating. Here's the truth we're going after today. No one can stop you from loving them. Nobody has the power to actually stop you from loving them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you on a journey that I've been on since August. 
Okay, so I, I'm going to read a passage for you that I was actually reading in my own time in the morning, and God just started revealing some super powerful stuff about this, and this was way before we ever decided to do the series. <laughs> so when Derek came and kind of, hey, we decided to do this series, I'm like, oh my gosh, then we need to add one more week because God's already been teaching me personally in my own life how to be unoffendable, and he's teaching me that nobody can stop me from loving them. Isn't that cool? It's supernatural, but it's cool. Here we go, Romans chapter eight. Listen, listen to this passage and then we'll, we'll talk through it. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, if he's for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Listen to this. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Jesus Christ died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and he is also interceding for us. Jesus, the unoffendable one is risen to the right hand of God and he's interceding for us all the time. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who can do that? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, mm -mm. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else. I think Paul's like trying to, <laughs> you guys get it? Nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Is that not good news? Yeah. All right. So let's unpack this. Who? Who? No matter who's offended you, who's hurt you, who's rejected you, who's abandoned you, no matter who shall separate us from the love of Christ, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what does this mean? I, I, I think about this, well, obviously it means God is always, he is always loving me. No matter what anybody else is thinking about me, no matter how, what they're doing to me, the one thing that it can't happen is God can't stop loving me. <laughs> he is always loving me. I'm baptized into Christ. Christ is love. So I literally, you literally, I exist in the love of God. <laughs> And nothing can separate me from that. In every situation, with every person who offends me, God is loving me. No one can accuse me, no one can condemn me, and no one can separate me from his love. So I, I meditated on this for a long time. I, I looked at through every phrase. I just wanted to soak this in and believe this so deeply. And when I got done, my application, so, so again, because Jesus said, and even for tonight, by the way, this is huge, 
right? He said, the only difference between the person who builds their house on the rock, which means the winds blow, the storms come, the people offend, they hurt you. He goes, the people who stand on the rock are those who hear my words and then they put them into practice. But the one who hears my words and doesn't put them into practice, those same storms come, the same winds blow, the persecution comes, the rejection comes, and we crash. And he says, the only difference is that person heard my word and they didn't put it into practice. So every time I read the word of God, I'm always like, this is great. I love the insights, but then I always go at the end. Now, what's my application? And here's my application that day. I actually put on my phone. I, I tell you guys this all the time. Like one of the ways I try to remember what God's teaching me is I put stuff on my phone. And so I put on my phone, how is God loving me right now? So every time I would look at this, so in any situation, if I would feel hurt or rejected or criticized, abandoned, whatever, it's like, if it's true that nothing can happen to me that actually separates me from God, I'm like, how is he loving me right now? Well, here's what's crazy. I had this amazing time with him. And right after that, as soon as I was done, someone contacted me concerning someone who was super angry with me very hurt by me. Accusations and condemnations have flown freely and aggressively towards me. And I mean, right after this, all of a sudden it's like, bam. And I'm reminded by somebody who's super offended with me. So of course, since I just had my quiet time with Jesus, what did I do? I picked up my phone and said, how is God loving me right now? No, I didn't do that. No, seriously, what did I do? I'm like, oh my gosh, and I fretted, and I worried, and I stewed, and I, I got all upset, and I, I, try, I tried to like, avoid it, and I tried to hide it from Susie, and you know, can I just tell you guys, um, I have a long way to go. I have a long way to go to actually be able to do what I'm going to teach you today. Right after I was in the word of God, I couldn't remember that even with this person who's feeling these strengths towards me, I'm okay. I couldn't go there because God loves me. So the very next day, and even later that day, actually, and then the next day, I opened up the scriptures because I love to meet with, I just love God's word every morning. And I realized that um, I had deeply meditated on that passage, on every one of those verses, but I, 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 there was one verse that I didn't look at. And then I, I look back at it and I go, now why didn't, why didn't, I, I, why didn't I meditate on this verse? And here's the verse I missed. It's verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 37. It says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I, I, I just sat there. If you've been a Christian for a while, how many of you have ever heard that verse? Yeah, look at all our hands go up, right? This, like, this is a super cool verse, right? I mean, we're even going to sing a song about it. We, we worship that. I'm just going to be told, I'm, I'm sitting there, I read that passage, and because it's just me and God, I can be honest with him, but I'll be honest with you too. I've been in ministry over 30 years, and I had to be honest with God and go, can I, you know the truth is? I don't know what that means. I don't really know what it means to, to be more than a conqueror in all these things. So I just said, God, I need your help, man, because I need to understand this thing. And so I started to think about it, and at a base level, I realized, well, if I'm, if I'm more than a conqueror through his love, that means 
I, I can't be destroyed, at least. That's, I know that. Apparently, people can't be against me, because you just said that, right? If God is for me, then other people can't be against me. So that if I'm more than a conqueror, okay, they can't be really be against me. Can't, can't stop God from loving me. I learned that yesterday, the day before. But then as I kept thinking, I thought about it. What does it mean to be more than a conqueror? And I'm like, it can't stop me from bringing the kingdom of God into the situation. I can actually bring the way of God into this situation. And they can't stop me from being like Jesus. Interesting. They can't stop me from being like Jesus. So then I think about Jesus, the unoffendable one. He, nothing ever stopped him from being in union with his father and from bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. Nothing ever stopped him from being in union with God and from bringing the way of God to the earth. Nobody could stop him. You know, last week we looked at this verse that said, you know, when they, when they made their threats and when they accused him, he didn't retaliate and he didn't re- make any threats. He entrusted himself to the, to the father. I want to tell you this. This is crazy, you guys. He did more than that. He did more than not just retaliate. He did more than not give threats to the people who were accusing him. He did more than even entrust his life to the father. You know what he did? You know what he did? He loved him. In the midst of being nailed to a cross, spit on, beat to a pulp, thorns pushed into his head, rejected, ridiculed, Jesus loved them. The cross is the love of God personified. It's how we know what love is. The Bible says this is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. In Romans chapter 5, it's made my favorite passage in all the scripture. It says that at just the right time, when we were powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If while we were his enemies, Jesus reconciled us to God, how much more should we live through his life? You guys, this was Jesus. Jesus was not only unoffendable, when everybody did what they could to possibly get Jesus to retaliate, instead he loved them. Here's what's true about Jesus. No one could stop Jesus from loving them. No matter what they did to him, Jesus was like, I love you. And I am baptized into Christ. And Christ lives in me. You know what that means? No one can actually stop me from loving them. And if we walk out of here today, I want you to know this, man. Nobody. Think about who it is right now. Think about them. No matter what they've done to you, they don't have the power to stop you from loving them. And if you and I can grasp this, 
you and I will be free. And you and I will change the world. We will stop the cycle, this ridiculous cancer of this cancel culture cycle of judging each other, each other, abandoning each other, ridiculing each other, and criticizing each other. And we are children of God, born of the Spirit of God, who can't be offended because nobody can stop us from loving them. This will change the world. So here's how it hit me. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. And here's what hit me. For over 30 years, I'd read that passage, and the only thing I thought about was me. And it's true, but all I ever thought about was, wow, nobody can do anything that stops God from loving me. And that is actually super important. You have to start there, and you've got to believe that you are loved no matter what you're going through, okay? It's huge. But as the Spirit helped me to go a little bit deeper, and here's the key that can absolutely change your life. And here it is. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? It doesn't say, from the love of Christ for me. It says, who's going to separate you from the love of Christ? And here's the coolest thing about Jesus. He loves everyone all the time. So it's not just separating me from the love of Christ for me. No one can separate me from the love of Christ for them. I had never thought that in all my years. And it has changed me in the last three months. Because now, when I feel like pulling away, or when I get angry, or when I get upset, when I get hurt, I have a new weapon. Do you guys remember last week? It was arm yourselves, right? With the mind of Christ, arm yourselves and think like Jesus. Here's what I realize how Jesus thinks. He goes, every time somebody does something against him, he goes, I'm a son of God. I love you. And you can't stop me from loving you. And now I have a new weapon in my mind that I'd never had before. No one can separate me from the love of God for them. I possess it in my heart. And through the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me, I can love them. So I started thinking about the word conqueror. Isn't it interesting? Because this is what always kind of confused me. How in the world are you more than a conqueror in this? Well, a conqueror, you guys think about it. A conqueror doesn't endure an attack. They don't survive an attack. It's not what kind of conqueror does. No, he wins. We call someone a conqueror because they defeat the enemy. They take them down. And then the scripture says, you're more than that. What? I'm more than someone who wins? See, so when people accuse, condemn, attack, persecute, criticize, reject, ignore, we counterpunch, man. Bam! With love. And it freaks them out. They're like, wait a second, you're supposed to be angry like me. We're supposed to fight. We're supposed to take this down. Hey. Sorry, man, I'm a, I'm a child of God. Jesus is inside me and I love you. Holy crow. 
You can do all those things to me. You can do all those things to me. Here's one thing you can't do to me, though. You can't stop me from loving you. You can't do that. You can't do that. And there's only one reason. It's because I did so many things to Jesus. And he wouldn't stop loving me. I've let him down so many times and he won't stop loving me. I remember in my early days, I'm like, I tried to run away from Jesus. Anybody else try to run away from Jesus? He just ran faster. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get him to stop loving me. And it blows me away that he would love me with all I've done to him. And now he lives in me to help me do that. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. How? Through him who loved us. I can tell you this right now. I do not possess within me. I am not, I'm not even close to being hurt or offended or whatever. And immediately going, well, I just love you. I don't, man. My wall goes, pops right up. And then I'm like, it happened today. (laughs) Happened today again. Just really quick, something, I can feel, went to my bedroom and, okay. I'm giving a message on this in a couple hours. But see, but, but, but seriously, this is how it works, right? You have to think. I'm not here yet. I'm not naturally. I'm never, I don't know if I'll ever naturally do this because it's not natural in me to love people who offend me. But it's divine and it's supernatural and it's godly and he's in me. And I can choose to think like him. It's his love poured into my heart through the Holy Spirit. For, not for me, which is great, but also for others. And I just want to tell you, man, I failed miserably at this most of my life. I can just think about how many times when I've been offended, have I, with my, mine is I withdraw or avoid or hesitate and put up a wall. There's no love in that. There's no love in that. There's only one person I'm thinking about, and that's me. I'm going to protect me. And some of you do the same thing. Others of you go, bring it. Right? And you, you, you lash back out and you get angry. We all, we all have our way that we deal with it. But God says that if we will share in the sufferings of Christ, we'll also share in his resurrection power. And I just know this, part of the, part of the sharing in the sufferings of Christ is to love people who don't love you. That hurts. It's hard. But if we'll do that, like Jesus did, because that's all he ever does is love people who don't love him. He just loves you. By the way, he loves you if you don't love him. <laughs> just tell you, he loves you. You can't stop him from loving you. He loves you. So just a few examples real quick to try to bring this to home. Like after this, there was somebody in my life who, who means a lot to me, but I could totally feel them pulling away. You ever had somebody in your life that means something to you and they start pulling away? And so immediately I can think of all the things that I've done wrong. You know, how I've fallen short and how I'm not good enough. And right, because that's what we do. We all, immediately in our relationships, when people are pulling away, you just know it's like, well, great, I'm not, I don't meet the standard anymore. And so when that person started pulling away, what did I do? I pulled away. Because I don't want to hurt. If you're going to do that, then I'm going to do that. And then all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, I, here I am judging them for pulling them away. And then what am I doing? I'm doing the same thing. Well, you know, you're not behaving the way you should. And so I'm going to do the same thing to you. And then all of a sudden this verse is like, no, David, uh-uh. they can avoid you, 
Don't avoid them. Conquer them in love. It's not real fun to reach out to people who don't really want to be with you, is it? But that's Jesus. He's always reaching out to the world who doesn't want to be with him. And I tell you this, man, the only way that division isn't going to happen, people avoiding each other and building up walls, the only way we're going to do this is if we realize the love of God's inside of me and I'm going to conquer him. So I did, man. I texted the person, set up lunch, and we got together. And then I found out most of the stuff I was thinking wasn't true. Imagine that. Don't you love the enemy? He's always lying to us about us. He's always lying to us about other people. He's always lying to us. So I dove in. And then shortly after that, man, I hurt somebody, and wow, they were so angry at me. The accusations again and the anger and the condemnations, they just kept flying at me. It was, it was pretty brutal. And I just remember I went home, and it was a crazy, well, no, I didn't even have to get home, just even that later that afternoon, because I've been sitting with this. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to conquer this, man. With love, I'm just going to love. I'm just going to love them back. Now, I had to think about what does that mean to love them? How did they get hurt? And what action can I take that will actually value them, hopefully heal the wounds and restore them? And I'm just going to be honest with you. In the past, when I would get treated like that, I'm like, okay. If that's how you feel, you know? Anybody like, that's how I am. And now Jesus is going, come on, man. Nobody can accuse you. Nobody can condemn you. I've forgiven you of all of your sin. So rise up and come on and love. I'm living inside you. I love that dude. I love him. And nobody can stop me from loving him. And nobody can stop you because I'm in you. Let's go after it. I had so many conversations this week. Here's another thing. Jesus actually offended people a lot. Do you guys know that? Like we all think, does he love everybody? Okay, so does he love everybody? Yeah. yeah. Did he offend a lot of people? Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because he just, he's bringing the way that's right and good and light. And so, and so what he said is this. He goes, hey, if you guys follow me, you know what's going to happen? You're going you're gonna to tick some people off. And they're going to, they hated me first. So they're going to hate you. Do you guys know that if we follow Jesus, not everybody's going to dig what we do? And so I've had a lot of conversations this week about how if we actually follow Jesus, people are going to get really offended. What do you do? If somebody gets offended by your faith, you know what we do? Oh yeah, well then we, let's, let's, oh, this is why, oh my gosh, I didn't, this isn't in my notes. Can I just tell you? This is where it's hard sometimes for me to be a Christian because my name gets tied to people who love to rise up and fight the other people. That isn't Jesus. When they offended him, he didn't do that, you guys. It's like when we, when we, when we offend people with our faith, we want to like come up, rise up, and act like we're better than them. No, that's not what we do. Or we want to avoid them. Let's, let's, we should be holy. And holy is we should just separate ourselves from everybody who's not like us. Yeah, that was Jesus, right? He came to earth and said, ooh, I don't want to be around anybody. <laughs> you sinners. No, what was he called? The friend of sinners. See, so he would offend people and they would want nothing to do with him and they'd be super angry at him. And what would he do? Well, you can go ahead and do that, but I'm going to love you. Come on, man. How cool would it be if the world saw us stand for what we believe in, follow Jesus in a way that the world doesn't understand and they don't like, and they can get all angry at us. And instead of us getting angry at them because they're angry at us, we just love them. Oh, man. We would freak the world out just like Jesus. 
No one can stop you from loving them. That's how we're unoffendable. Because we live in the love of Christ. I'm loved by God all the time. So I'm okay. So if you don't love me, I'm okay. Because he loves me. And by the way, I'm going to win you over by loving you instead of joining in the battle with you. So what do you do? Some quick steps. Number one, here's what I'm learning. Number one is you just got to confess it. So the next time somebody makes you angry and hurts you and offends you and doesn't do what you want them to do, the first thing you got to do is probably, I do, is you just got to confess to God and go, God, I, I just got to tell you, I'm angry. I'm hurt. I want to lash out. I want to I get back at them or I want to build my wall. I just, you guys, confess that to God and just say, Jesus, I understand that's not like you at all, but that's me. Here's the coolest thing. Jesus says, if you'll confess to him anything, that sin of retaliation or bitterness or unforgiveness or anger or walls separating yourself from people and not loving them, right? Because his command was to love everybody. So when we're not loving them, that's called sin. So what we do is we confess to him. We just say, I can't do it right now. And the coolest thing he says, if every time you agree with that and just tell him, he goes, I forgive you. And he goes, I forgive you. And I cleanse you. What I've learned is I'm never going to make myself more offendable, un unoffendable. I'm not. Jesus is. I am offendable. <laughs> He's not. So I confess my easily offendedness to him, and then he changes me. You guys see how this works? So your first step is you just got to tell him, I'm angry, I'm bitter, my walls are up, I want to lash out. And then the second thing you do is you say, please help me. That's all you guys say. Please help me. One of the best verses in the whole Bible, it says, come to the throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace to help you in your time of need. I can tell you this, when you're being offended, you're going you're gonna to be in need. You're going to need this love that isn't unoffendable. And the Bible says, he will give you the grace and the mercy and both those words by definition mean there's something you can't do that he can do and he'll do it for you. I'm learning this, guys. I'm learning. This is not easy. But I know this. When I can't respond the right way, the first thing I do is I confess to him and then I got to go to him and say, okay, Jesus, help me because I want to be faithful to you. I want to obey you. I want to be unoffendable. I want you and your love to be shown to this person. Give it to me. Ask him for it. And then the last thing is you just love them. And then you love them. You take the step of faith and you lay down your life for them just like Jesus laid down his life for you when you were sinning, when you were his enemy, when you didn't care about him. That's when he loves you. And now you do the same thing for another person and it has the chance to change their life and it has the chance to set you free. Now, I, wanted to, I can't even get into this. It's very complex what it means to love people, right? I was talking with our team about this. What does it mean to love somebody? Like, let's take parenting, for instance, real quick. Like, for me to, to, to tell my kids, you can't stop me from loving you. Well, sometimes as a parent, that means, yeah, you're not doing anything for a week except chores. Because <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, seriously. If a parent never disciplines their kids and just lets them, oh, I love you, so just do whatever you want. Basically, you're just saying, just destroy your life. Just destroy your life. So love is complicated. 
So what you have to do is when you go, I got to love this person, what you need to do is say, Jesus, what does it mean actually to love this person? Because sometimes it's not always just keep handing abuse. Let's say if it's an abusive situation, it doesn't mean, well, I love you. So just, you know, you're not Rocky in a Rocky movie (laughs) and just taking pummels. That's not love. So you got to ask Jesus, Jesus, what is love right now? And then secondly, ask somebody who's godly and who has his wisdom. How do I actually love? But I can tell you this, no matter what you choose to do, the motivation for what you do must be love. Not fear, not revenge, not self-protection, but love. Because you've been baptized into Christ and no one can stop him from loving them which means nobody can stop you from loving them. So band, come on up and let me pray for you guys. Father, as, Eve, as I've sat with this all week and really for months now, as you're, as you're teaching me this truth, as you're training me in how to be like you, I know I don't have the power to do this but I know that's who you are. It's who you are. You are the conqueror. And the only way I can be more than a conqueror is to be in union with you, to receive your love, to receive your grace and your mercy and your power to be able to love people who have offended me. God, I want to ask that you would speak to each person in this room. Give them hope. Give all of us hope that if we would stay close to you, if we would confess to you, if we would receive your grace and your mercy, you will live in us. We are baptized into you, into your resurrection, so we can live a new life. This was your whole plan, God, to live inside of us. The mystery is Christ in us. Christ is in us us. Jesus, make us unoffendable. Help us to live in your love. Help us to know how to give it to those who've hurt us. Help us to stop the cycle. Help us to be different than the rest of the world. Help us to bring peace and unity. Help us to bring glory to your name. God, I pray for that grace and that mercy and that help. In the name of Jesus, amen. Good stuff. This will change your life. And it will change the lives of those around you. You are more. By the way, it didn't say you can be or you should be. It says you are more than conquerors through Christ who loved you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to worship we're going to stand and we're going to worship. Now, we don't just sing songs. Worship is when we, we, we are going to say, Jesus, thank you for your conquering love for us. We're going to worship and have him fill our hearts with his spirit and empower us, okay, before we walk out these doors to do it, right? Let's stand together and let's sing about Jesus making us more than conquerors.